0: Greetings and welcome to another Different Church Podcast. My name is Jarrett and I hope you are having an awesome day. It is 10.48 p.m. on a Sunday night. And earlier today we had a really great service. It was the official return of the pastor of disaster, the original gospel gangster, Pastor Hannah Sigmund. (laughs) She has been gone for about a month to a month and a half. She had a baby, uh, Little Miss Nova Ray. She's adorable. She's like a little clone of Hannah. Uh, everybody is doing fantastic, super healthy. Apparently Nova is a little grumpy and impatient, but you know, aren't we all? <laughs> uh, but we are so happy that the whole family is back and hanging out with us. Uh, I want to say a huge thank you to everybody who helped fill in while Hannah was out. Uh, thank you to Olivia, Reina, Jamie, Jason, I think that's all the guest speakers. And then last week we had, of course, the amazing Chris and Ryan from Zubrick Magic uh, doing a magic show in a church service, which, gosh, it was so fun. I'm still buzzing about how great that was. Um, So thank you to everybody who helped fill in. uh, But we are thrilled to have Hannah back today. Um, So Hannah, if you're listening to this, welcome back. Woohoo! Before we jump into her message, which was really good. it It was one of those ones every now and then she'd like she'll preach you know like let's break down these greek words and what does it mean in the original context and then every now and then it's more of just like kind of a talk from her heart and that's pretty much what today was but it was really great i was just it was really cool to kind of get a download from her and i loved it so before we jump to that just a few quick announcements for you um i'm very happy to say we officially have events back at different church. (laughs) It's been so long since we've been able to do anything together. And now we've got three things on the calendar. Number one, uh, the 27th of this month is uh, diversity training 1.0. It's being offered by our friend Cole. It is the best place to go to learn about people who are different than you. It specifically focuses on the LGBTQ plus community and how we can better serve them as a church. Um, If you've ever had any questions, it's a really great safe space to ask those questions and get answers. And, um, you know, above all, just to learn about um, our neighbor and how we can, you know, be better for them. Uh, The 2.0 training of that is February 15th. Uh, We would love for you to come to both. Uh, You just got to do the 1.0 before you can do the 2.0, obviously. So, January 27th and then February 15th. The other thing that we have on the calendar that we are really pumped about. I officially made up a new word today. Our uh, friend Theo is going to be doing yoga in the park for us. So yes, I'm calling it the Yoga in the Park. February 6th at Crescent Lake Park, 10 a.m. I'm bringing the whole family. Me and Tiffany and Owen are going to be there. Uh, Hopefully you can come out too. It's going to be an awesome time. So look at that. Three events on the calendar. So without further ado, here is Hannah in a podcast we are calling Trust So excited to have her back. It feels like she's been gone for a year.
1: But it's really only been a couple of Sundays, honestly. Um, Most of the time, I have no idea what day it is. So I know that it's Sunday because I am talking to you. That's the only reason I know what day it is. I know it's 1030. Well, it's probably 11 by now. But I know it's time for church because I'm here. Um, I know it's... I don't know where my baby is. Somewhere crying, probably, because I don't see my husband with her. (laughs) I can't really remember like what life existed like before she was born. It's only been four weeks. Um, It has been an endless, like there's no differentiation between days and nights or weekends and weekdays. It's just one long blur um, that feels like it's been about four days, but in reality has been almost 30 days and she has grown like a pound and a half. And she's not a chill baby. No. She has very loud opinions about everything. Um, She's very impatient. That's Josiah's fault. (laughs) She also... I blessed her with the inability to go longer than an hour without a nap, without melting down. So it's been delightful. (laughs) But then she smiles and everything's fine. So shout out to my husband who has been keeping me from imploding and also my mom who came over a couple of times and she was over last night to watch the baby all night while I got like six hours of sleep and shout out to Jarrett and Bree who made sure everything kept moving in December when I was not they would text me and it'd be like a day later and I'd be like sorry just saw this I did see it I just didn't respond (laughs) so 2021 is here I want to say yay, but really I think the word that comes to mind is yikes. (laughs) That's kind of the feeling I have this week is yikes. Uh, Remember back at the beginning of 2020 when we were all full of hope and positivity? Yikes. Are any of you New Year's resolution people? Like you love setting New Year's resolutions? Two people. This is my kind of church. (laughs) If you love New Year's resolutions, I love that for you. I love that journey for you, okay? Um, The rest of you hate New Year's resolutions, I assume? I am not a New Year's resolution person. I cannot bring myself to set goals that I will inevitably quit in three days. Um, I do see the value of picking a start date to make changes in your life, but also, does it have to be January 1st? Like, can't you just start being the person you wanna be any time of the year? I feel like January does not have magical powers that will somehow give you the willpower that you didn't have through the holidays to suddenly resist junk food and get up an extra hour early to exercise. I feel like the real reason January is the start for New Year's resolutions is because it's a depressing gray month anyways with nothing to look forward to. And we're like, well, if we're going to be depressed, we might as well be extra miserable and do all the things that we don't want to do in our lives. What I'm telling you is that I am a New Year's Scrooge. (laughs) Bah humbug. That's what I have to say about New Year's. My husband loves New Year's, like he loves it so much. He like wants to stay up, see the fireworks. I'm like, I would like to bring in the New Year's well-rested. It's never happened once. Not even this year when I did in fact go to bed early because somebody was awake. Now, are any of you like, do you like setting an intention or a word for the year? Does anybody do that? No. Ooh, so exciting. Have you heard of this, pro- this practice of people picking a word for the year? Okay, so basically people pick a word and it's like their focus for the whole year. Um, I have picked a word exactly two times in my life. The first time I was jumping on the bandwagon I thought it was very cool. And then I promptly forgot about it as I do with all New Year's resolutions and I quit. And the second time was at the beginning of 2020. (laughs) Yes. And I picked it not because I was trying to be cool or accomplish anything. I picked it because I was in therapy and my counselor was like, you really need to have a grounding theme for 2020. You really need to have something to come back to when things get overwhelming. And I couldn't pick it right away. It took me till like the end of January, the beginning of February. And then when I thought of the word, I was like, oh no, because the word was trust. And I immediately did not want that to be the word, which is how I knew it had to be the word. Like if you're gonna pick a theme, the one you should pick would be the one you don't wanna work on because then you have to work on it all year long. What a word for 2020, trust. And I wasn't thinking about 2020 when I picked it. It came from 2019, which if you've been here since the beginning, you know, because I don't shy away from talking about it. 2019, the worst, the worst year of my life by far. Um, But I did not have any trust left to give to anything. And so just a few things that happened in 2019. At the beginning of 2019, I had a miscarriage that ended, turned into an atopic pregnancy, which if that's a pregnancy that happens somewhere outside of your uterus, which means it cannot survive, and if you don't catch it in time, it can kill you. So that was a four-month nightmare. And as a result of that whole process, I lost the trust that I had in my body to take care of me. I lost the trust that I had in myself as a person that I've lived with for 30 years at the time. I couldn't trust what I was feeling. And then at the same time that that was going on, Jarrett and I were working at a church that decided to take their position against the inclusion of all people, which obviously we strongly disagreed with. And that was a month-long, months and months long process. We were going back and forth. We didn't know if we were gonna have jobs. We didn't know if we were gonna be able to pay our bills. And eventually, of course, we left slash we asked to leave. And so I lost the trust that I had in my faith community that I had been a part of for years. I mean, really since I was born. But that faith community, like eight years. And I, anxiety is something I've dealt with on and off my whole life. Like that's just part of who I am as a person, but I'm generally a pretty positive, like happy person. But in 2019, like it got so intense, I couldn't sleep. For months, I woke up every night between 12 and three, like panicking, like my heart was racing. I couldn't catch my breath. And during the day, all of my energy was spent trying to keep it together. (laughs) Don't let the crazy out. Don't let people know you're, literally melting down every day. And so I lost the trust that I had in my mind. And so every time I would have an emotion or a thought, I started questioning it, because I'm like, is this my anxiety? Is, am I just depressed? Like I don't know, is this a real emotion? Should I talk myself out of it? Should I talk myself off the ledge? Or are you really upset about something? I don't know, I can't trust you. And through all of this, Jarrett and Brie and I made the insane decision to start a different church. <laughs> After months of praying and thinking and agonizing, mostly the agonizing was me. <laughs> I'm sure they were fine. <laughs> but different is the one thing I did have trust for. Now, I didn't know if it was going to work or not, <laughs> but I knew that we had to at least try. I was convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that we had to at least try to bring different. If it didn't work out, okay. At least we put our effort into it. Obviously, you know the rest of that story. (laughs) Here we are. We're still here. Um, But I have to be honest, even though I knew that this is what we should be doing, it was incredibly difficult to walk down that path because the levels in my trust tank were really low. So I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust my body, my mind, my emotions. There's like nothing in life that I'm more qualified to do, at least on paper, than talk about God and theology. This is... This is what I was made for. And there was nothing I felt less qualified to do. It's hard to have faith in your work when your faith in yourself is low. It's hard to have faith in other people when your faith in yourself is low. It's hard to have faith in God when your faith in yourself is low. And I'm just being honest. It is really difficult to talk about stuff like this in church. First of all, because people don't want to be honest. Because we're all just used to slapping a smile on our faces and being like, everything's fine. There's nothing wrong in my life. I, I am blessed and highly favored. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. And then, like at home, you're just like crying in the corner. So often, people's real anxiety and real emotions and real issues are just invalidated by the church and people of faith. They just get brushed aside in the name of trusting in God. So, well-meaning people, maybe you've been one of them. (laughs) I know I have in my life. will quote Bible verses at you. As if that's going to make a difference. And I love these Bible verses. Like, maybe you'll hear something like Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. It's a nice sentiment, Right? Does me saying that to you change your emotions? No. What about 2 Corinthians? Well, you just have to walk by faith and not by sight. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. That was so helpful. Or Psalms. When you are afraid, you put your trust in God. <laughs> Thank you. That was so unhelpful. And I love those verses. I think they're wonderful. But just when someone flings them at you as an answer to your problem, it doesn't really help. It's not as though the words have magic power that suddenly resolve all the anxiety in your mind. Trust is hard. And maybe that's where we should start, is trust is really hard. It's work. It requires a long process. This is why when... I thought of the word at the beginning of 2020, I was like, oh no. It's like you shouldn't pray for patience because then you'll just get situations where you have to be patient. In practice, you shouldn't pick trust as your word (laughs) because then you'll just get situations where you have to practice trust. And what a year to pick trust as my word. We, what the heck? (laughs) A global pandemic, an outrageous election, starting a church for Pete's sake, and then, delightfully, to top it all off, I got to be pregnant for the whole thing. Which you know, or maybe you don't know, you should know, there's a lot of hormones that go with being pregnant. So, (laughs) just a little bit of this, just a little bit. Literally a month after we launched, different. So March 1st, we had our first official service. At the end of March, we had to go on lockdown and go online. So we had less than a month of actual services. And I had to keep coming back to trust. Like what, how is, how is different going to survive? I don't know. Like what if we can't meet? How, what is it going to look like? What if when we come back and have in-person services, somebody gets COVID and then we have to go back online and shut down and there's just so many things to worry about. And I just had to keep coming back and coming back and coming back to trust. Trust that different would be okay, that we would still be here when the dust settled, that God would specifically enable us to be here because God specifically enabled us to start it in the first place. God was responsible for keeping this together. We do what we can, and then it's in God's hands. I, at the time of the lockdown, had only been at my day job for five months, and I work on a very small team, and someone else got laid off immediately. And so I was like, oh no. We're not gonna have a job, we're not gonna pay our bills, I don't know what we're gonna do. I'm definitely not gonna be able to find another job if I get laid off because everything in the whole world is shut down and I don't know what we're gonna do about that. And obviously, you know, like $1,200 will save your whole life. So I had to keep coming back to trust. Trust that I was a valuable employee and that if they could keep me, they would. Trust that if they couldn't keep me, if they didn't have the resources to keep me, that I would find something else. Trust that if I didn't find something else, our family would still be okay. That we, My husband and I would still have each other. We'd still have the baby. We'd still have my faith community. We would make it through somehow. And then, you know, right when the lockdown started, I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> Woo! And I, that was the hardest one, actually. I had to keep coming back to trust. Trust that this wouldn't end like the last one ended. Trust that I would be able to get the medical care I needed and the baby needed through a pandemic when everything was shut down. Trust that we could actually do it and that I could do it, even though I had to go to every single doctor's appointment for nine months by myself, because they wouldn't let anyone in all year. And those are big things, but like little things over and over and over, every week, every day, sometimes 20 times a day, to keep coming back to trust when the world was on fire. (laughs) I mean, it's still a little bit on fire, but what a word. And some days I'm really hated that I picked that word, but mostly it helped me feel grounded. Mostly it gave me something to focus on. And that focus helped me learn to trust myself again. I got to heal the relationship I had with my body and my mind and my emotions. I got to heal my relationship with the community of faith which you all are a part of. I got to heal my relationship with God. And I want to share a few verses in, from the Bible with you that maybe you haven't heard in relation to trust. Um, the first one is Isaiah 43.2. This is God speaking. God is talking. And God says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not drown you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. That's what trust looks like. It does not say there will never be waters or rivers or fires. It doesn't even say if you encounter a fire or a river that you have to go through. It says when you walk through all of this, it's guaranteed, that's just life. Sometimes it's harder than others, but it's just life. But the deep water won't drown you, and the raging fire won't burn you. And no matter how bleak the situation, God will be with you. That's way more comforting to me than we walk by faith and not by sight. It's kind of the same message. When the fire's all around you and you don't know what to do, you're walking in trust, you're walking in faith, where you can't see the end of it. But the message of I'm with you, and it may hurt, but it won't burn you down. That's maybe what, it's certainly what I needed to hear. And the second passage is from Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8, similar. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They're like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep in the water. Those trees are not bothered by the heat and they're not worried by the long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Similar, we will encounter <laughs> drought, months of drought and scorching heat, but you won't dry up. We won't become useless and hopeless and dead. Our leaves will stay green and we'll never stop producing fruit. Why? Because God will be with us, and I know Christmas is over. I did take my Christmas tree down because Josiah's a Scrooge. He's a Christmas Scrooge. If I'm a New Year Scrooge, he's like, it's New Year's. It's time for it to go. But that's the point. That's God coming to us, Emmanuel. God means God with us in every situation, in every moment, from the time that we're born until the time that we die, and then beyond. And what's another word for trust? Faith. Hebrews 11, if you grew up in church, you know this birth. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I'm pretty sure I had to memorize that as a kid. We have faith. And I had faith. I did my best to have faith. There were days where it was terrible, but mostly I kept coming back. And I had faith, not in specific outcomes, but in God, and in myself, and in my family, and in my faith community. And faith ended up being the substance of things that I had hoped for. And here's a few ways the 2020 was not the worst, for me, personally. One, different is still here. Yeah, you I mean, don't sound so excited. Still here. People have actually, have come here to find a space to explore faith that is safe and inclusive of all people and actually found it. The lockdown didn't make us disappear. Because of the lockdown, I actually got to work from home for the first three months of my pregnancy, which was so nice because I was so sick for nine months straight, but the first three months were the worst. That was a huge blessing. This baby who is currently melting down somewhere that I prayed for for so hard, so mm-hmm. hard and so long. She was healthy at every single doctor's appointment. She made it full term. She was born practically perfect in every way. Very impatient, but perfect. She made my life miserable for nine months, but she was fine the whole time, every time. There was never anything wrong. I got to take December off from being here, which I was really worried about. (laughs) We're a brand new church. It's not like there's an assistant pastor that I can just be like, you fill in. See you later. But we had wonderful people step up and share their lives and their gifts with you. And I'm so grateful. To Olivia and to Jamie and to Raina and to Jason and to Chris and Ryan who put on the best magic show of all time. (laughs) You're lifesavers. I mean for one of the Sundays I was in the hospital there is no way I could have talked to you the following Sunday. (laughs) I was not even like coherent enough. I saw a picture that was the Sunday before Christmas and we walked up (laughs) and they were like let's take your picture (laughs) which I then got texted to me and I was like wow. Yikes. (laughs) Look at those bags under your eyes. (laughs) Maybe you should not have left the house. And I have a special huge thank you. Y'all can come on up. I'm almost done. Is the thing that pastors say when they're not almost done. I promise I am almost done, though. I just want to say thank you to all of you for supporting different and being so generous with us last year. Um. Bri and I both work full-time day jobs, and Jarrett is a freelancer, so he works more than full-time. And DIFFERENT is like a passion project for us for a year and a half, almost two years now since we started talking about it. We believe in DIFFERENT so much that we are willing to dedicate all of our time and energy and effort to it, whatever it takes. Like, we want this place to exist. But for the last two months of 2020, because of you, I was able to take a small salary, which may not be a big deal to you, but I'll tell you what it has done for me, is that originally, I was supposed to go back to work tomorrow, which the thought of that makes me want to die. (laughs) The baby just in the last three or four days started sleeping more than an hour, hour and a half at a time. She's up to like two to three hours. Woo! (laughs) I can't even imagine. But because of you, I get two more weeks to spend all of my time with her. All the time I'm not here. <laughs> to, to learn how to do this. I don't know how to do this. I've never been a parent before. I'm gonna get really emotional. <laughs> but like that, I, you're supporting real people, is what I'm saying. Like not just Jarrett and myself, but our band and everyone who comes on a Sunday or watches online, like you made that possible. Every, all the donations that we're able to pass along of that 10% that we set aside to give back to our community that's right here to reach St. Pete and the St. Pete Free Clinic and Metro Inclusive Health and all the places we've donated to, you made that possible. And I could keep going But I'm just going to cry. What's the point of that? (laughs) So I just want to say thank you. I know this isn't like a super hard-hitting theological message where we break down Greek. But from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you. And you've given me the best gift of your presence, and then the best gift on top of that, which is a little more time with my baby. So I know we can't like hug each other, but like air hug. Someday you can hug me. How about that? And someday when she has vaccines and stuff, you can hold her when she's not being terrorizing the nursery workers. So I'm not going to tell you to pick a word for 2021 unless you want to. You do you. But if you're feeling some kind of way, like if 2021 started and you were like, yay, and then it's a week later and you're like, no, dang it. Woof. Maybe setting a theme to ground yourself over the coming months might be helpful. Maybe having something to keep coming back to, something to focus on for the year will be helpful to you and allow you to heal the spaces in your soul that 2020 may be wrecked. Or 2019, or 2004, you know, wherever you got your stuff from. A sign that you've picked the right word is you don't want it to be the word. Remember that, okay? So maybe your word needs to be trust. Maybe you don't have any trust left. Maybe your word needs to be hope or peace or grace, grace for yourself, grace for other people. Maybe your word needs to be yes because you spent all of 2020 saying no to everything. Maybe your word needs to be no because you didn't set any boundaries in 2020. Maybe your word needs to be give because 2020 made you focus only on yourself and your family and only just close in and you need to share yourself with other people again. Dip a toe back into relationships with people. Or maybe, and this is probably my theme, maybe it needs to be ask because you don't let people help you. I do think that needs to be my word. On Christmas, my parents came over, and that was two two weeks after she was born. What is time? I don't know. (laughs) I literally don't know. And my mom called the next day, and she was like, Okay, I know you keep telling me you're fine, but you are not fine, and I am coming over. Because I think you're going to have a nervous breakdown, because you haven't slept in a week and a half. And I was like, I think we'll be fine. I'm gonna, we're gonna be, it's, we're gonna make it. We're just, it's hard at the beginning, but you know, she's eating like every hour and I'm, it's fine. And she was like, it's not fine. I'm coming over, you can't stop me. And she came over and it was the best. It was the best. Why was I resisting that? Maybe your word needs to be ask. Ask for help. This is what we're here for. This is what we have family for. This is what we have friends for. This is what we have chosen family for. And maybe our word as a church is the same as our name, different. No matter what Dumpster Fire 21 has in store for us, (laughs) maybe we can continue to be different. So we have two more songs. The band's going to kill it like they do every time. And then I will come back and give you a benediction. And brunch is happening at Three Daughters, which if you don't know where Three Daughters is, it's like a one block. Um, And brunch is like a loose term. They have food, they also have beer. They also have non-beer, like sparkling water and regular water, and that's what I'm drinking currently. So if you want that, we can go hang out. I don't know if I'll be there or not. It depends on (laughs) the baby situation. But maybe she can make it for a few minutes. So I'll come back and give you a benediction, but I just invite you to stand and just, whatever you need to do, let the music kind of wash over you, close your eyes, sway, whatever you wanna do to be in the moment.